0: You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com
1: Alright buddy, you ready to unpack this movie we just saw? Fuck, fucking A man, I'm ready for it. Let's do this. Yeah. to Super Egan Bros, recorded on September 7th, 2020. I am Dirk, right in front of me. Stev, how you doing, buddy? Doing alright, I'm still trying to, like, kind of unravel what I saw. Yeah, it's... Okay,
0: you want, you want to tell them what we saw? Okay, so the movie that we've seen, uh, that we just saw, before recording, and actually the reason <laughs> why uh, why we're a little, little late, because right now, what time it is, it's... So it's 11:03, and we we started watching the movie a few hours ago. It is called A Color Out of Space,
1: and or The Color Out of Space. One of the yeah.
0: one of the two, but it it is based off of the of course H P Lovecraft's story, uh, Color Out of Space, where you know bad things happen when things from space come down. And uh, I'm gonna give it like a small synopsis of it. It, yeah go for it Okay. Yeah. It basically family farm family comes in from the big city takes over dad's farm and in the middle of the night thing from space comes down Uh, meteor from space comes down hits the farm that's when weird shit begins to happen it's a bit of a slow start but trust me on this you're gonna want to watch it all the way through like it is, it is just that fucking cool and bizarre. At least in my opinion, I I'm not a big fan of when it comes down to like you know monster like monster horror flicks. It's just like just it, jump scares and like yada yada yada, and you get the idea. Yeah, yeah. This is the sort of film that doesn't hit you with with the very dumb, cheap jump scares where like loud music, loud noise, scary monster man come at you, slice, slice, whatever. This is the very slow, very gradual, very consistent scare, where you feel unsettled almost every step of the way, and that is what the movie really wants you to feel.
1: Yeah, that's actually the thing about Lovecraft's writing, where things are much more gradual in the way that they progress, and it it like his work tends to deal very much with insanity and working with the unknown uh, to the point where it it pushes you over certain edges that you didn't think you would go through yeah
0: so hp uh, lovecraft always adhered to the principle that the strongest emotion uh, the I, I think the strongest emotion that humans have ever felt would be fear and the strongest and oldest out of out of that fear would be the fear of the unknown and you see that almost every single time whenever it comes down into hp uh, into lovecraft's work call it cthulhu like the guy like it's like what the fuck is a what the fuck is cthulhu like he's no one knows what exactly he is and in fact in some of hp lovecraft's earlier works you don't really know about cthulhu like i think the first one and i and i got this from dr mitchard uh, bless his soul, but yeah, he 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 talked to me a little bit about that, and like his first real works was like it wasn't even like Cthulhu rising out from the oceans and like smacking people left, right, and front, left, right, front and center. It was just this really weird, creepy ass snake that comes out from the ocean, starts praying to a god, and that in turn drives the guy insane. So it's like, oh god, that was kind of weird. Going into further and further into his works, it's just like you begin to see something that Lovecraft always loved. He doesn't hit you with the big scary monster. He hits you with just this sense of dread and insanity and, in some cases, awe. And I think Color Out of Space really hit you with that sort of thing. Yeah. Where it's, the world looks beautiful. It's vibrant it's colorful but at the same time you don't feel right
1: looking at this and it's just it's like you don't belong here but you're here in the first place anyway yeah like
0: nothing feels right and because nothing feels right you start you start getting a little unhinged and you see you see that with the family in the movie like they they are a perfectly functional family, sure, they have a few little flaws, but what family doesn't? And you begin to watch as this thing actually begins to not like rip and tear hardcore at their minds, but like slowly but surely like starts twisting it. It brings out the worst in each person. You have the dad that's trying to keep everything together. And so it just increases his stress hardcore to the point where he becomes bipolar.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have the the mother who begins to just lose control of her body until it begins to hurt herself. Yeah. Uh, God, the uh, the daughter who who is well, Wiccan, yeah. um, opening up the Necronomicon and making things worse. Yeah,
0: and then you have the brother who, of course, is your y- stereotypical kind of weed head almost. Yeah. But then he begins to, like, kind of wake up to whatever, or whatever's actually happening. And I kind of felt that the brother in that movie was the most level-headed out of the entire family.
1: Oh, he totally was. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, smoking weed makes you level-headed. <laughs> yeah, abs- <laughs> absolutely. It doesn't make you give any better decisions, but... Yeah. But
0: it, but at, at the same point... He was, he was the only person that attempted to rationalize what was happening. Yeah, and I think that was in his own. I think through his attempt of rational rationalization, that that's how you know it got him for God. I can't even say killed because you have no idea what the hell happened.
1: Well, okay, so I I, I did some. I did some looking into it actually mm-hmm. while we were watching the movie. And the the movie does explain what's going on. But it doesn't so much spoon-feed you, it gives you the pieces and then you have to put the puzzle together. Yeah. And and that's that's really what these kind of like weird thrillers do. Uh instead of just just telling you alien crashed here and alien messes with everything. Ooh. Alien it, It's it's you actually get to see the origin of like where the color itself came from even if
0: it was just like in 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 the entirety of the movie like in the entire scope of the movie the explanation was just really fucked in yeah. my like in my opinion not not in a bad way but a good way like this is
1: alien here's here's the thing like lovecraft uh liked to do things like he'll he'll present to you this being and we can ask him, "Hey, could could you explain this being to us?" And he would say, "Yeah. Okay. Are are you going to? No. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like you had to you had to, you have to dig. You have to actually dig to be able to figure out what's what's going on with these creatures. Like Asgath, the uh, uh, the uh, idiot god. Yeah. Who uh, like you didn't like when you first read about him. Like you don't think you don't realize like it's a sleeping god." and we're all part of its dream yeah. until you you go much deeper.
0: I don't know why, but, like, I was thinking about that before, and I, like, came up with my own little short story of it, where, like, the universe, like, you know, Azathoth is in the middle of the universe, and the reason he's called an idiot god is because he has those, like, the block with the the shapes in the middle of it, and he keeps putting the square block and the circle block, (laughs) and then finally like you're just like going about doing your usual business and you just hear kathunk out of fucking nowhere and then silence
1: <laughs> we're like, like the, the misshapen shape finally fits through
0: no 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 it's it's not that he finally just decided that he wanted to put it in the other slot Ka-thunk. <laughs> just complete silence and then finally just like stupid idiot laughter that just starts shaking the entire universe like i did it <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, well and, and towards the end of the film you're watching space and time collapsing so like this this a, this this creature is able to not so much manipulate but it's it's able to disrupt what is going on in space and time
0: i kind of i kind of took it as a child almost if you kind of want to think of it like that because when you start looking at it from 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 a certain point of view, an a- like just a straight up alien, though it looks random, it always has some sort of like plan for what it's doing. Like in most every alien horror film, the aliens have like a set objective. The one that I'm thinking of right now, when it, it, the really tall, like naked, a- for some reason, muscular aliens are like killing and abducting people. Like they're doing it for I don't know reasons, but you, that's what they that's what they are doing. Uh, there is another film where it actually did have the aliens, where it's like this really weird biomechanical ship that they're using. I think you know which one I'm talking yeah. about, maybe. But like, they have an objective. The only reason why I'm thinking that this alien thing is like a child is because it did this randomly. It felt like it was crying because it was hungry. So that's why it consumed. That that's that's why it started doing all of this stuff because it, it it for me for some reason it felt like it was lashing out like it knew it wasn't where it was supposed to be but right it didn't ha- it, it could do it couldn't do anything about it so it started feeding off of all of this stuff that's why like when you do watch the film time actually becomes very relevant especially their perception of time right like. And 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 if you like watch the movie, he'll start explain. He'll he'll do a brief little explanation where it's like, oh, I mean, he's he's. We saw him playing like a black hole thing, but at the same time, that explanation was all you needed to know what exactly what the hell was going on. Because cause I God, I really don't want to spoil it. But at the same time, in order for me to like give a good explanation, you actually do have to go through the entire film. And when you watch the entire film and actually, like, do some pauses, rewinds, and all this sort of stuff, you begin to realize that the brother has a a complete point. Like, time is just disappearing. Like, their perception of time is just gone. And through this entire time, it's like... It doesn't have a set objective. And it's always doing something. Like, it's just randomly doing this shit.
1: I think one of the best ways I can describe this is... Y- you've probably never heard of the law of the trapezoid. No. This was written by LeVay uh, years and years ago. The uh, The law of the trapezoid talks about how if you have a, a triangle, you have three corners that are at the, the exact same uh, angles... And so, like when you look at a triangle, it's like okay, it is a complete shape. It's a it is a complete thing. If you look at a trapezoid, you, you, it looks like you're looking at a triangle, but the top of it is just lopped off of it, mm-hmm. and that creates an unsettling feeling. So, and you can't really understand why until you build, you're able to like put the pieces together or have someone spell it out for you. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, that shape represents the unnerving feeling that you get from looking at something that like eh, something doesn't seem right here this is not quite uh, looking the way that it's supposed to be naturally I don't know about this so that like that's that's more about law the trapezoid and, and I think that the the works with this movie Uh, touches on that extremely well Mm -hmm. so you've got all these happenings that are going on within the farm and within the family but nobody's able to understand like put their finger on like what exactly is going on here Mm -hmm. there's something fishy but you just you can't see what and it it
0: tries to give you like different theories that you can like start working your uh, yourself to one of them is straight up alien Mm -hmm. second one just radiation sickness, radiation poisoning causes crazy. Thirdly, maybe it is the fucking water. Because every single time that you would like look at the water that they are drawing from as, as a uh, fuck, what is it? I think Chong was in this movie, right? Yeah. From Chishin Chong. Yeah. yeah. He's in this movie, by the way. I'm I'm pretty sure he just kind walked of on, walked on set and somebody just said, hey, we're filming this movie about like a Lovecraft thing. Like, right, let me hit this thickest and hella dank weed real quick that's the entire blunt <sighs> i entire i'm in blunt. the mood <laughs> <laughs> this feels like it was five pounds oh, i was 10 pounds when i was when i was doing it <laughs> <laughs> but at the same but at the same time it's like what theory should you believe and then you actually, ha- you actually start working towards these theories. Like all of these things are given to you at exact moments. We see this entire movie until the end from the family's experience. So the movie is always, like, is always like making you question like, is it actually an alien? What exactly is going on here? We have the hydrolysis that's here. He's testing the waters. Maybe it is like like lead poisoning in the mind of all of these people they were drinking the water mm-hmm. straight from the teat, as they said. Like, maybe this is just them going insane. And they're trying to rationalize it in their fucking insane addled minds. Let addled minds, my bad. But then it gets further inwards and you begin to
1: realize, like, okay, what the fuck? So you ever heard of, of the water people from the south? I think so. Okay, so I, I might have mentioned about this a long time ago, but Spaz Kid, or Corey, mm-hmm. who used to be doing the Sleepy Cabin podcast mm-hmm. with all the other animators, would talk about the water people. And Corey came from the South, so he was able to like experience this firsthand. But what he was describing was that the, the people in the area had these really messed up thinking or uh, really messed up ways of functioning in real life. And it was because their brains were being affected by the water that they were drinking. Oh, hence water people.
0: Ah, okay. 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 Yeah. But God, it's just good. Like this
1: movie is just, I can't Good. not recommend this thing.
0: Yeah, like this is this is honestly I honestly do hope that this movie gets more recognition for what it did for oh uh, for what it's doing right now to Lovecraft's works. It's bringing them further into the spotlight. Say what you will about about H.P. Lovecraft's life. Yes, he was a little bit more racist than usual for his time, but then again, remember where exactly he oh, is. Oh, n-
1: no, like Lovecraft's racism was like fit in with the society that he was in yeah but at the
0: at 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 the same point he his his racism was more of high aristocracy racism
1: well he also praised the jews yeah he also did but it's it's
0: it's it's at the same point where it's like Okay, well, I don't want to get too far into it, but it's like mix racism with high craftism, and you you get not only classism but racism, and mix that together. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> but like, pick up some of his books; they're good. A lot of the good Lovecraftian short films that are out there are also really nice. Um, of course, because his works are public domain. In fact, he stated he explicitly stated that he wanted his shit to actually you know be a thing like he to wanted to be public domain he wanted it to be public domain wow he just okay. he's, he because he would always share his works with uh, his other writer friends uh howard for uh conan the barbarian yeah his his entire like religious mythos in the conan books is based off of lovecraft's works
1: Oh, I, I totally believe that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, like,
1: and, of course,
0: uh, we're going back into his life. Lovecraft wasn't, like, a recluse. He shared nothing but letters with his friends. He had circles of friends. He would, yeah. o- Whenever they would visit him in New York, he would just go out and, like, hang out with them. And, like, he had friends. It's just that his imagination was just that, you know, deep. Good. It was just that good. It was just that good. It was just that deep. And it was just a thing, like some 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 good fucking works that come out of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, with with Lovecraft is someone who helped out with with getting celestial horror out there. So Mm -hmm. you could, as in, like you would look up in the sky. And you would see this this creature or this this thing up in the sky. You know it doesn't look like it belongs in there, and it's it's gonna fuck with you. Mm-hmm. It is gonna mentally fuck with you the entire time it is up there, and you can't do anything about it. Enjoy the ride, because the ride never ends.
0: No, it hasn't ended so far.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and I mean, like especially when you start getting towards Halloween, I'd recommend you start picking up a lot of these. A lot of these, like, Cthulhu mythos cult stuff. And it's, like, I I, I don't remember the specific name of the book that I was looking up. But it was just an entire bestiary of the Cthulhu mythos. And it was explaining where, like, each one of these, like, creatures of the night actually come from. Like, vampires are actually, like children of a demi old god which is a child of an old god and that old god is related to another old god and it's just like oh god my eyes went cross-eyed hardcore give me the diagram again my favorite one will always be like the invisible time assassin creature it looks so badass and i'm so upset that i didn't buy the book when i first saw it
1: but yeah Enough of this uh, Joe Rogan-ass segment of the show. Yeah, my bad. Let's go ahead and get into the Games of the Week. Games of the Week. All right, buddy, what you got for us? All right, so I
0: actually have two different games that I would like to talk about right now first one is the one that i've spent too many hours on to the point where i kind of looked up realized that it was you know coming close to evening and then looking up again and realizing that i have played a lot this is the first game that has ever caused me to go without sleep for about 36 hours crusader kings 3 holy shit Now then, those of you that have probably heard me rant about Crusader Kings 2, you're going to expect the same damn thing. Basically, what this game is, is that it is a strategy role-playing game where you take control of a dynasty. That dynasty has some holdings, and you are basically attempting to make your dynasty the most prestigious dynasty in history. The way that you do this is, you know... The usual thing when it comes down to medieval history simulators. Do king things.
1: Sure, yeah, yeah. do,
0: Do politicking. Do intrigue. Increase your piety to so that way people can think that you are the most religious person in existence. Fuck a lot. Create children. Marry those children off in order to strengthen your alliance with other things. Conquer other people fuck three different other women because you have nothing better to do. Fuck your wife. Fuck your side chick. Fuck your Trishaori chick. Fuck your quad dick chick, whatever. <laughs> this game has so much in- intricate eh. it's complex. Crusader Kings 3 is complex, but my god, it gets me super fucking excited whenever I get the to- whenever I find the time to actually play it. Because this game does many things right. It makes you feel like you need to do good on specific characters. It makes you feel that you need to make sure that you're planning ahead for the future. It makes you feel that you have a massive impact in the game. Let me hit you with a small little story to tell you what I'm talking about right now. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so... Right now I'm playing a Nordic culture, which is, in my opinion, kind of a little eh, because I can't build my castles, I have to stay in fucking chiefdom holds, I'm raiding every fucking day, because why not, I guess, and then all of a sudden, one of my kings realizes that he's getting a a very high, high nobility refugee, I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? And I look over. They're dressed in Mongol clothing. She's fleeing the country because the like some some kingdom in the far east threw her out. Like, okay, that's kind of fucked up. Like, and I look over and I I see that I have three options. Either take them in, they're part of my court now. Take them in. But force them to change religions. Like okay. Or throw them back out. Which is okay I guess. Now I'm I'm thinking to myself. You know what? I do actually need a wife for this character. Because my wife. Died of natural causes. Of. Definitely natural. Snake bites aren't natural causes. I just need to say that right now. (laughs) Someone assassinated my queen. I don't know why could have something to do with the fact that apparently he was insane snake assassinated my queen yep but i'm like okay i mean i need a wife right now so i take the wife the son is now is is now my heir like okay i don't really care because the last one died to plague like my other three children did before. It was not a fun time in the, in, in, in the 1,000s. But further onwards, I'm like, okay, well, this character is about, like my main character is about to die of natural causes, whatever. And then my next child takes over. He's about 18 right now. He has not changed religions. He is part of the old Tangri, old Tangri religion. Believes in sky burials and treating one another right and like, okay, that's kind of cool. What are sky burials? Uh, basically put, ba- uh, put man on top, uh, put corpse on top of like altar thing, burn altar, send ashes into the sky, along with the soul. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you kind of get it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's what he did. He he did a sky burial, and then he went on a pilgrimage and then he converted his entire court to the old tangri religion even though not only was this kid very new to his uh very new to the throne he's also an easterling he's also not the rightful heir to the throne and he's you know he's just really fucking weird cuz you know this guy is throat singing right now as entertainment good like okay that's kind of weird and but then along the way his entire reign was peaceful 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 and further onwards you go he's just peaceful as hell but he but here's the weird thing every single time that somebody would try to attack his his kingdom he would take them he always takes prisoners don't worry about that he's still peaceful but he gave you two options convert or die there was no third option you take those two options i made his son do the same thing and i go to use the bathroom and i forget to pause it but it was like at a lower kind of frequency of of speed so i get back it's been about two years three years i think And I, like, look over, I'm like, okay, well, let's let's see what I need to do in order to, you know, reform the religion. Oh, that's really weird. What the fuck is going on? And I look over. Half of every kingdom in the north, including parts of Europe, have adopted the old Tengri religion. Because my king has sent out pilgrims (laughs) to go and spread the word of Tengri. Okay. Here is how fucked my entire game is,
1: yeah, let's hear it.
0: The Nords worship old tangri the old tangri religion. they consider anyone that worships the new tangri religion wayward uh wayward children that need to be brought brought back into the fold. Denmark is where Sweden should be. France has not unified. There are now three different Germanys and they all hate each other. England has had a civil war at least 17 times now. Um, The Muslim nations, uh, they have e- all either converted to Judaism or they haven't. So they hate each other very much. The Byzantine Empire is the biggest I have ever seen in a very long time. And God forbid that Genghis Khan ever notices that there's anything west of him. <laughs> Did I also mention that he has adopted the Christian faith? What? The gang, the Khan, the the Genghis line has adopted the Christian faith. i let that sink in for a little bit. The barbaric. Where, where does he go from here? Well, obviously. He is the second coming of Christ. Ah, okay. okay. Do you know what this means? What does it mean? Mongolian Holy Crusades. That is all he has been doing (laughs) since he has adopted the Christian faith. They're not just wars. They're holy wars. Okay. Genghis Khan has literally been doing nothing but waging war... In order to spread the Christian faith, the Pope is a Mongol.
1: Alright. Okay. The woman
0: I banished from my court because she wouldn't convert to Old Tangri somehow managed to get her way all the way into the Golden Horde and converted. Genghis Khan. He has seventeen children, all of them are also very astab- very pious or very zealous. Children, who have their own kingdoms. And constantly burn heretics. Okay.
1: What's the other game, Stev?
0: The other game is Necromunda. All
1: right, tell us about that.
0: Necromunda. So Necromunda is basically... um, So the name Necromunda comes from the hive city known as Necromunda. Uh, The lore of that is 40K lore. Let's just put it at that. So I don't want to spend any longer than I have to in order to kind of, you know, talk about it. But basically, you are taking control of the want like a bunch of gangs that fight in Necromunda. They're not fighting to thrive, they're fighting to survive. The way that they do that is that they steal chemicals. They're they're out scavenging, they're collecting something called Archeotech, which is basically old technology that they can use in order to, you know, go and do better things in order to get the upper hand on other people. The main story is kind of cool. There are already two Apparently, I I I believe if I am to if the internet is anything to go by, there are already two waifus that they have already taken and put together. Um. Apparently, the campaign revolves around you going out and stealing this one big piece of Archeotech. Again, just old technology. Who knows what's inside of it? Maybe it's a toaster that can toast ten different slices of bread. Maybe it's a thing that can create tiny thermonuclear explosions inside of someone. Maybe it's a vibrator. I don't know. No one knows. <laughs> I'ma die for it though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the and outside of the story, you can actually go and make your own gang. It's like gang warfare or something like that. I I've only played a few hours of it so far, but it's a lot of fun. Again, this is just me going in for two hours, so don't don't t- t- take this little review with a grain of salt. It's a few hours long. I mean, it, I I've only gone into it for a few hours, but I'm having a I'm having a blast. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me a little. It it's a more streamlined version of the tabletop game, because the tabletop game. Requires you to remember all of the stuff that that you need to remember, such such as shooting someone. Are they far away? Are they closer to you? Are are they hiding behind terrain? What's the light like? Oh, by the way, how well is your guy? Uh, how how good is your guy at shooting this specific gun? Not very well. Here's all the modifiers. Have fun. Okay. Oh, don't forget that after you activate this guy, another guy gets a- gets to activate. Unless your guy is slower than the other guy. Ge- my the brain hurt when I first tried to get into Necromunda.
1: Is it getting better?
0: It gets better when you start f- going further and further in because Necromunda allows you to create your own gang. So, in my other necromunda campaign i run the sewer kings which are basically big uh, big beefy boys with big beefy beef meat cleavers and a grenade launcher he's a fun boy i call him splody he died on his first mission out how did he die so there's a scatter mechanic in this game okay so the frag grenade bounced back off of a wall and came back towards splody This killed Splody, as well as his grenade belt. So he went Splody. It's not a fun time.
1: Riveting. (laughs) Riveting. He died a big death. God. So for my end, the games of the week are the... It's the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake. Mm -hmm. As you probably remember, I was extremely excited for this game to come out because I being an old fart I remember the old days back when Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 first came out I remember playing it on the Sega Dreamcast for hours and I remember playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 on the on the Sony PlayStation for hours
0: Bro, it, wh- where'd that walker come from?
1: Where that, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's okay. My arms have not give, given out of me yet here. That's the important thing. As long as I can crawl myself up and down the stairs, I am perfectly capable.
0: Dude, I'm seeing like a fucking... You, you know those chair elevators? Yeah, I'm seeing it appear like right on top of the stairwell right they now. They built
1: them for me to go up and down the stairs, but I do not use them because I rely on my ox-like strength in my arms. <laughs> now... Is this game the nostalgia ride that people were claiming it to be? No, I kind of figured. Yeah, I, so I was I was extremely excited for this game to come out, and as soon as it did, I was like, "All right, let's let's give the forty bucks and and uh, do this thing." And it's okay. Imagine if the developers decided to make a brand new Tony Hawk's Pro Skater game. But instead of creating their own levels or areas, they just took the designs from the first two games. Mm. That's all this is. So when you when you start the game, it it gets you into the control mechanics of the older sorry of the newer games. So Tony X Pro Skater three and further. What you can do is run the mod to make it control like the classic Tony Hawks Pro Skater games. So I, I had to make sure I switched that on first. And then I went into the the warehouse level, which is the first one, where you, you have uh, three levels of scores to achieve, but you also have things like collect the skate letters. You have collect the fire hydrants. So you collect things and you gain points from tricks. That's really it. It was fun when I was a preteen going into my teens. It, it's not fun now. And it really hit me when I realized this. It hit me as soon as like I was while I was playing the game and realizing, I I want to play a role playing game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't want to do this. I I feel like I'm just. Uh, I'm just going through the motions. I don't really care to find the five school bells to skate over. I I, I don't care to find the, the textbooks. I, I don't care to grind five tables. I, nothing about this is exciting for me. Now, the, the objective, though, is you've got about, what, a minute and a half, minute 45, to do whatever tasks you can in the, the level. And so you you're not gonna you're not gonna get all of the the list of, of things to do in that area from one run. You're gonna be doing multiple runs. So the the point is you're trying to let, let's say the game tells you skate over five tables. And then you have that short period of, of time to find those tables and skate, you know just grind over them. And to me, that was really boring. I didn't realize how boring this would be for me. In the age that I'm in right now, well, think 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 of it like this: we're
0: older, so we 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 want a more complex gameplay. So all of a sudden, just giving getting us very simple objectives such as that, it's just like it's 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 kind of the same thing when it comes down to a lot of these older games. a lot of the ones that they have nostalgia, a, a lot of the ones that people have nostalgia with, they only have that nostalgia because they played it when they were a small kid, when like a fucking the finger skateboards were all the fad back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we look back at them, we look back at
1: them now, and I'm like, hmm, this is literally, hmm. Yeah, see, for me, I, I have memories of being like 12 years old and playing these these games while listening to edgy Christian rock music. Oh, edgy uh, Christian rock music. Absolutely. I, 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 and it does, not, it does not translate well into the age that I'm in right now. If you've got a kid who've never, who's never experienced the Tony Hawk games, I think this is a great way to get him into it. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're in that age of, of dad gaming... This is not going to be one that's really up to snuff for you. Yeah. Like, I want to play comfy games. Comfy, but still engages me mentally and makes me think. Mm-hmm. I want to play Pillars of Eternity. I I don't... I, I'm too old. Yeah. I, I, I think that's just really what it boils down to. Yeah, And then now taking away from this, the nostalgia also is the idea that it's Adding in all these different new skateboarders, which I, I think is not a bad idea either for a Tony Hawk game. It just doesn't fit as well if you're trying to relive the first two games. Mm-hmm. Either way, though, trying to pack it in with more up to date skaters, you know, it, like kids probably know who those are. I don't. And then adding in new music that uh, I think for me took away the aesthetic of the first two games. Yeah. So in the first two games, what did you had? You you had really shitty ska music. You had punk
0: rock, but that was all the that, that was the craze of the day.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had shit like you had shit like uh, Dead Kennedys, which was cool. Uh, it was my first exposure to Rage Against the Machine mm-hmm. before I understood. Oh, oh, they're commies. Okay, and then you had Naughty by Nature, "Pin the Tail on the Donkey." That, that song was dope. I fucking love that one. But the, the game also adds in some more current uh, hip-hop and, and rock music. And eh, like, like there were some tracks that I liked, but you know what I would like is Death Grips. Mm-hmm. I think Death Grips would be great in this game.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess my first Tony Hawk game will, will always be Tony Hawk Underground. Yeah. I think that's the one where you could either play. I I was it Darth Maul or was it Spider Man?
1: No, so you played. You were able to play as Spider Man for Pro Skater Two, and then it was either Twenty X Pro Skater Three or Four. Were you able to play as Darth Maul?
0: I remember being able to play like one of the special characters, but I'm 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 just not remembering which one.
1: In, in Underground, you you were playing through a storyline of this this random skating kid. And
0: who own, who owns his own skating company at the end of the game?
1: Weirdo in the chat says, I still want Skate 3 for PC. Mm. I have never played the skate games before. Oh, uh, no. So what was I saying, though? I, th- I think Tony Hawk's Underground was actually the game where I played it for a little while. And then I realized, OK, I'm sort of falling off the grid with this it's It's starting to lose my interest, and I don't think I ever picked up a Tony Hawk game after that at all,
0: yeah, so I guess when they come out with tony Hawk Underground one i might uh I might go on my own little nostalgia trip, but at the same time it's it's a skater game, and for some reason, I just can't get into skater games anymore like I actually looked at uh what was the first one, the one with the stupid motion board. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I actually like started looking at that, and I'm like, yeah, but this is kinda looks a little cringy, especially
1: since I'm doing it alone by myself. Like, uh I think it also I I, I don't wanna say misrepresents skateboarding, but I think it gives a misdirection on what people think skateboarding is is like. So like you're not gonna get the kind of momentum like that in, in skateboarding. You're not gonna get the air so much like that as you do in skateboarding. If you jump off a building on a skateboard, you're probably gonna you're gonna probably gonna die. I would say, mm-hmm. uh, your your legs might snap pretty hard.
0: You are going to get hit with a bunch of cuts and boo-boos. You
1: may you may go into a coma. No. Uh. I I I saw what happened, <laughs> but what happened? What happened is like it bled into real life, where you had kids telling these these professional skateboarders to do these certain tricks that they've never heard of in the first place, all because those kids were playing Tony Hawk. <laughs> so like, you you had like these skateboarders who were like confused as shit like, because they weren't in on the game.
0: Do do the do the Christ thing. What are you talking about? You know, where you go super fast down a half pipe, and then you get up, and then you grab your board, and then you extend your arms and your legs down, and then you get back on the board. I'd rather not die, but uh, I can do an ollie for you.
1: Mm-hmm. And all the games that copycatted what, what 20 Hawks uh, did, like, you had a game that was was you riding on a Razor scooter mm-hmm. and doing tricks off of it.
0: Scooters are so fucking
1: weird. I remember playing Dave Mira Freestyle BMX where it was my first exposure to what I got from Sublime. That wasn't a good, great band either. God, these memories. They're fun, but like I can't really relive them.
0: No, same.
1: Yeah. Either way though, that's that's it for my games of the week. So let's God go ahead forbid. and get in. Oh yeah, let's go ahead and get into the gaming news. Gaming news. So Weirdo just brought us some I guess breaking news here. Mm-hmm. Now the the new Xbox unit, the Xbox Series X, sorry, the Xbox Series S is rumored to be priced at $299. So this is, an, this is interesting to me. let's let's go ahead and go over this Tech Raptor article. It says, Lockhart, no more Xbox series small. The worst kept secret in gaming has leaked out further as reputed Microsoft source Brad Sams has shared a picture of the Xbox series X, sorry, S as well as the likely price point. Sams was the first one to report about the Xbox Series S back in 2018, then known as Lockhart, just as the Series X was known as Anaconda and was excited today to share the new information. He didn't have specs to divulge, although he mentioned that he thought the Series S would have around 4 teraflops of power and presumably targeting 1080p resolution. More surprising than the picture, though, is the estimated price point that Sam shared. An estimated $299 price point for Microsoft for the Xbox Series S would push the device to the definite lower end of the console price point market. While Sam's doesn't confirm there's no disk drive, instead merely saying that it doesn't look like there is, a secret, a separate report from Windows Central states that there will be no disk drive. You can see Sam's talk about the device below, and you'll see the video for that on the uh, the Raptor article. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's a bit of a hard price to beat. But I no mean,
0: disk drive. What's that? No disk drive.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the new Sony PlayStation console is going to be looking to have a version without the disk drive as well. So. so downloads only. Okay. Exactly. But yeah, that's uh, that was some breaking stuff that that weirdo brought to us in the Discord. And in fact, if you want to be as cool as weirdo, you can go to patreon.com/slash/arrogantmedia for five dollars per month to get access into the Discord server that we run. And uh, we've got a few people who are be- who are supporting us very. Very generously, we have weirdo, we have hit monkey, we have Olivia, who is also a newer Patreon subscriber as well. Hello. So hello, and yeah, if you want in on this this Discord chat and this Discord server that we run, uh, five dollars per month from the Patreon. So definitely consider checking that out.
0: You know, I'm 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 looking I'm looking at it right now, and I think. If we are going without disc drives and we're starting to go towards more of a download thing, I wouldn't mind it if all of a sudden, either one of those companies just said, you know what, we should do, should let you download whatever you want to on this com- on on your fucking Xbox or or your PlayStation, you know, such as m- m- modding software, you know, getting a little bit of the the vortex in there, so that way you can play your. Uh, that way you can play your uh, your, your Elder Scrolls Six, yeah, with your all that sort of stuff, please, or else Bethesda's gonna make me buy a fucking <laughs> mud crab helmet
1: for four bucks yep. four or five bucks. I don't remember how much it was because I didn't look at it. <laughs> Coming up next: Original Doom update adds widescreen and better Steam support. So. Uh, what is arriving in the Doom update, uh, according to TechRaptor, aside from Steam support and the addition of the Bethesda version, a bunch of new features has arrived. The most notable new addition on this Doom update is the inclusion of widescreen support. For the first time ever, the original Doom games can be played in a glorious 16 by 9 aspect ratio. No more letterboxing required. Yay! That is fantastic, actually. I love that. And let's see here. What is up next? Uh, Let's see. We have... Oh, yeah. Amazon delays 20 Hawks Pro Skater remake pre-orders. That is a big old no-no. Team Fortress 2 has an anti-cheat bot that is uh, protecting players from hackers.
0: Yeah, really fun for me.
1: Yep. And new Splinter Cell trademark filed for lingerie and other clothing what exactly okay so uh here this is the information for the trademark quote for clothing, namely headwear, beachwear, belts, bottoms, cloaks, cloth bibs, coats, chaps, costumes for use in role playing games, <laughs> beach cover ups, dresses, earmuffs, footwear, gloves, Halloween costumes, masquerade costumes, headwear, hoisery, infantwear, jackets, leotards, lingerie, loungewear, mittens, overalls, pants, ponchos. Ponchos, Uh, rainwear, (laughs) scarves, skirts, shorts, sleepwear, socks, sweaters, sweatshirts, swimwear, suits, ties, tops, underwear, wristbands, hats, caps, and of course, beanies. I can't believe I read that that easily. Yeah. Yep. And for the last one, well, Kotako UK is shut down. Oh, no. How did that happen? Rest in pepperoni, my friendos. Uh Uh-oh. Good riddance. Good riddance to anything from Kotako. So that is it for what we have for the gaming news. Let's go ahead and get into the topic of the week.
0: Topic of the week.
1: So, Stev, do you like Super Mario Brothers? I suck at them, but yes. How would you like to have thirty-five Super Mario Brothers? That's a big. Because family. coming soon, we oh. get battle royale in the form of Super Mario Brothers, in the in the uh, light of uh, of the Tetris game. That is a, a, a Tetris ninety nine. Uh, yes, Tetris ninety nine. We get Mario thirty five, and so when you defeat enemies, those enemies go to your uh, opponent's screen, and they have to deal with them too. So I showed you the Nintendo Direct last night. Yeah. What did you think of it? It was okay, in my opinion.
0: I don't know. I guess I'm not. They showed off some very interesting things, and I think that that also means that they're starting to come out. They're 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 going to start looking at their other IPs as well. Like you've we've already seen what happens whenever Nintendo really wants to, you know, punch out the good games. Like they do it really well. We got ourselves Breath of the Wild. We got ourselves Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, plus their armor DLC. I don't. I don't know why there's DLC for Pokemon. Don't ask me. Yeah. Um, let's see here. There's also the. Uh, they're, 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 I mean, we also got uh, the. Oh, what's the new Mario game? What was that Mario game again? The one where you you had a hat. Odyssey. Odyssey. I don't know why I blanked out on that name. Yeah. But you had Mario Odyssey. You had all of this other shit that's been coming out. You got fucking Luigi's Mansion. Like, every game that they pop out for their main IPs is good. Always has been. And now that they're starting to come out with a lot of, you know, really, like, hot spins especially on the Battle Royale way of doing things. Like, Tetris 99. Fucking phenomenal game. You're playing Tetris against 99 other people. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of really interesting. Like, shit, you and I were into it hardcore for a while there, mainly because it was also free. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, hey, this is pretty legit. And now we are going to be getting Mario 35, which is, you know, going to be also kind of pretty legit as well. So, you know, hey, good on them. Um, And then, of course, there's... all. Then of course there were some other ones that I
1: kind of felt a little missed by Mario Kart. Let's let's go through them here for a bit then. Yeah. So if you listen to someone like Arlo on YouTube, he'll he'll describe about how Nintendo goes through these droughts. So it's like they'll they'll have a good chunk of, of time on their hands where they're releasing these fantastic and great and new products out there for their systems, and then they go through a, a period of like, eh, we'll, we'll re-release this for you. Mm-hmm. So this is something that Nintendo does, though, and we're at that period. So this is the 35th anniversary of Mario,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and what are we getting from this? Well... One of the first things that we're getting is Super Mario 3D World. That is going to be ported onto the Switch along with new content. Bowser's Fury. Hmm. You know what? I, I might try it. I might get it. I mean, I didn't get the Wii U, so I didn't get the this game, but I mean, it could be fun, though. No one wanted to get the Wii U, but... I did, but I, I couldn't justify the purchase of it simply because of the lack of games. That's exactly why other people didn't want to buy it. Yeah. Because there were a lot of really bad games that came out for the Wii and the Wii U. Like, hey, EA, when are you going to support the system? What? That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So, up next here, uh, Mario Kart is getting a real-world home circuit. So, you are able to control a, a small Mario Kart in your own house, and you are able to have the course run through your, your house floor. But Why? I think it. I think it allows people to be creative with these routes, so it, it gives you a, a, uh, just a handful of different routes to pick from. You pick one, and then you lay out things on the floor so the game was able to run. But you were able to do things like maybe have uh, you know hazards or like obstacles mm-hmm. in the game. So it allows a bit of creativity. Uh, as for whether or not I'll get this, no. 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 It's a good concept. I think it's something that kids would have a lot of fun with. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I I
0: I don't I don't, I don't want it. I don't want this at all.
1: It's not geared for you and I. No, it's not. And I'm yeah. okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then besides that, uh a game and watch device is being announced with the First Super Mario Brothers, along with some extra stuff jar you know, just jammed into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could be a good stocking stuffer. I may pick one up, actually. I mm. don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Cause uh I don't know. Now what's the big release that the, that was hyped up though? What was that big release that everybody was getting excited for? This this big release that is uh is one of the higher sold games now on Amazon as far as the Switch goes. What, what is, oh, yes! Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which contains Super Mario 64, Super Mario Galaxy, and Super Mario Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Three beloved games to me, except they are updating the resolution of the games, mm-hmm. but no other changes. That's it. Ooh. Do you know how much this game is going for? How much? 60. For three games. For three 20-year-old... Oh, sorry. For two 20-year-old games and one uh, 12-year-old game. Or 13. Okay. All right.
0: I might be digging this. I don't really know. Again, I the only... One of those that I
1: actually got to play was sixty-four, I think. So I'm I'm not a fan of this execution, and let me explain why here. So for for forty bucks, you get Crash Bandicoot one, two, and three. For forty bucks, you get Spyro one, two, and three. For sixty, you get Mario sixty-four, Sunshine, and Galaxy. What the big difference is that. Nintendo is not touching their games for the re-release. It's equivalent to just putting them on the cartridge and sending it out there. Well, it's going to be this... I don't
0: know why any why people would get a little annoyed with this, and I'm going to explain why a little bit here. Yeah. So those three games are considered masterpieces. Yeah. There's a lot of content between all three of those games. Like you can't tell me that you can sit down in one night and finish off one game per night. It's, that's that's not going to be a thing whatsoever. And, so, and 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 I mean this in the best way possible. Nintendo knows that people are still going to be picking this up like even even if the price tag like if if the price tag was a little bit lower i think people would pick it up even more but at the same time nintendo knows that people are still going to pick it up because again we talked about this before that nostalgia trip everyone loved nintendo's i mean uh, uh mario 64 everyone loved galaxies everyone loved sunshine at this point and i know it's for some reason like a big taboo to talk about nintendo in this way they like making money oh we know that like they they like making money they have their own way of doing these sorts of things and literally they don't care if I, i'm i'm pretty sure that they don't care that this game that this bundle will
1: flop it's already a success right now. It's so, it's, so, it's it's yeah. It's already good at this point.
0: Yeah, and so they they put in the minimal effort of just porting these games over to a better resolution. That's but, it. That's it. They've already made bank. Yeah, by literally doing nothing. Yeah, other than like increasing the resolution.
1: Yeah. Now I, here here's where I am on the whole thing. I I think that doing this release is a good thing. But I think they're overcharging. Uh I would I would say between thirty and forty dollars is a good price to work with. I don't think that I would like to be spending twenty bucks on a game that came out in nineteen ninety six that I can just download a ROM for and mod the shit out of. Well, again, I'm gonna play Devil's Add to
0: get to that. Yeah. Like, okay. So why at, at this point now that uh 35 has come out at this point, why would I want to like mess with rams and uh, like ROMs and mods in order to play these games when I can just pick up my switch, put in the, uh, put in the cartridge or the, the sorry, the, the SD. I don't know what the fuck they're called right now, but why would I spend all of this time trying to make sure that the ROM's working when I can just go to my Switch, pop it in, call it a day.
1: No, and that's not something I'm arguing against either. For me, it's it's just I think they're charging way too much for three games like this. Yep. But three old games. Yeah. But again
0: They have always put out their put out their games at like sixty bucks. Again, they feed off nostalgia. And again They make money like no fucking other. Mm -hmm. So they 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 probably they probably said to themselves, well, there's two ways that this could go. Either a, the game flops, like no, like everyone says, like sixty bucks is too much for like twenty year old games, like decades old games, and like oh well, we lost a little bit of money on this. We'll get we'll make our money back with the Switch Pro. Or b, everyone buys the game we have a lot of money and then we release the switch pro yeah either way it's a win-win for nintendo oh it totally is yeah they they looked at the 35th anniversary and said why don't we just release a lot of mario shit so that way people can just always buy
1: this well and you know the the thing that you see people upset about in 4chan is that they did not put galaxy 2 in this bundle Oh, no. They're, <laughs> they're pretty upset. Like They're like, uh, what what is uh, Galaxy 2 for you guys? Chap liver? Just, let's, let's ride the Yoshi in, in Galaxy 2. Mm-hmm. But I guess Nintendo, for whatever reason, didn't decide they wanted to have that on there. Now, here's, here's the big thing, though, for this announcement. Uh, it is going to be released at the end of September, and it will be taken off the digital store and no longer sold by mid-March of next year. Yep. Well, they're
0: it's it's only for Nintendo uh, like Nintendo subscription members and I think they're just going
1: to make it No, you can get this you, you can actually get it uh, as a physical copy too.
0: Oh, okay. That's why
1: I'm saying like the sales for this on Amazon are up up up.
0: So I don't know. It just every single time I look at that sort of stuff, it's just Nintendo knew exactly what they were doing they 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 looked at what's happening with uh Mario 35 and said hey this is i mean even if this fails i mean oh well we still have a shit ton of other games that we're still making money on to this day plus our subscription service plus the fact that we're going to be releasing another uh, we're going to be releasing a, another switch that with uh, apparently 4 gra- 4K graphics i think that's what the rumor is yeah, that's the rumor. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh man, if this fails, then oh well, it's just another video game that fails. Or, and now that it's succeeding, it's like, hey, we have a lot of money. So now if any of our other projects fail, hey, whatever. We can still keep going with our original plan. This was the drought. But the drought, you know, they just had a reservoir of nostalgia that they could feed off of and now they're going to wait until their drought is over before they start re- uh, before they start making more games and then another drought's going to hit and it's just going to be they're going to re-release another thing that everyone's going to be feeding off of like fucking who knows maybe they're going to be doing donkey kong next like it feels like they go through a winter every year and they supplement they they supplement actually creating new content with re-releasing older games saw that with zelda seeing that with mario we're probably gonna see it pretty soon with fucking uh donkey kong
1: yeah well at this point like just start dumping the uh the super nintendo and the nintendo games on the on the retro consoles on the switch no they're gonna hold them all They're gonna
0: hold them all until they realize that they're going into another creative drought or another creative winter. Sorry, I shouldn't say drought because you have no idea how long that drought's gonna last for. At least with the winter,
1: it's you know a little bit, a little
0: bit easier to
1: predict. Because speaking of this, they ended up putting Super Mario Brothers All Stars on the Super NES app. Mm -hmm. Finally. Yep. So now it's going to be
0: like okay. Every single, like, y- y- I feel like after a while you'll start learning when the winter is gonna begin for Nintendo. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it,
0: we're going through it right now. We're gonna be going through it until the new Pro hits the field. That's when they hit. That's when they start throwing out their big heavy hitters. Um, I know for I, I I I've heard that Metroid's gonna be coming out soon again. Uh, Metroid Prime, that is. Uh, and so that means that after that's happening, we might get another. We might get uh, Donkey Kong remakes or remasters, uh, or we might be getting remasters or remakes of Metroid games. Mm-hmm. You never know at this point. Yeah, like who knows? We might be getting a fucking three D remake of Metroid Fusion. I
1: don't know. Yeah. So here, here's the question that I have about the, the. 3D All-Stars release. So no matter what Nintendo would do between either uh, doing a remake or doing a remaster, there's going to be people complaining about them not going the other direction. So this happened with Blizzard and Warcraft 3 Reforged, where enough people were bitching about Blizzard adding new things, uh, like adding new features, not new content, but new features, in Warcraft 3, and it was bad enough so that Blizzard was like, okay, I guess the people don't want these things we're, uh, you know, upgrading with for the game, so we'll just keep it as it was back in 2003. Then they fucked up even harder. <laughs> yeah. It was it was one of those, like, damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of things. And, uh, like, Blizzard ended up listening, listening to the wrong people. But, like, we when the all-stars game was released like everybody was saying well why am i paying 60 bucks for these games because they haven't really done anything to actually spruce it up so should they have done so i think again it's
0: going to be another it's it's one of those damned if you do damned if you don't in this case i'm going to replace the damned with blessed if you do blessed if you don't because you do change the things with it you're going to be bringing in a hell of a lot of a new uh, of a new generation yeah. to come and invo- enjoy these games it's like oh it's just it's it's galaxies but with more maps it's right. sunshine but with more maps it's 64 but with more maps or you bring in the old you you bring in the old guard that are like oh my god this is exactly how i remember it and I, and i and i think This is going to be one of those instances where it's blessed if you do, blessed if you don't. Because no matter which direction you go with, with All-Stars, you win. Nintendo has literally won with All-Stars. Yeah. Like, say what you will about it. like Go ahead, V, scream about it as long as you fucking want. (laughs) But face it, this game has already made Nintendo bank and a half exactly like yeah now they now they literally don't have to do anything until the new switch comes out
1: despite the criticisms I give for what Nintendo is doing with it I'm still probably gonna pick it up yeah that's just the way it is but what I don't like that Nintendo is doing is making it so that it's only available until the until mid-March next year because again Uh, I, I just don't see I don't see why
0: limited releases usually increase demand you, yeah. s- you saw it. You saw it when I was talking about Indomitus. They have a limited run with that box set. It's very hard to find a new one now. But hey, if you get on if you get on eBay right now and you start looking it up, hey, you want to pay some extra money, you know, a little bit of extra money so that way you can pick up this box set. Yeah, you do. Yeah, come on, give me the money right now. Yeah, it's you're gonna be right. the same thing with this game, except that they're gonna keep making the damn game up until that same. Uh, up up until March I haven't heard anything about a limited release for this game outside of just a time limit like sorry boys like this is it There's, of course, going to be that one guy that's like, I'm going to keep buying this game until they run out of stock, and then I'm going to sell it on eBay. (laughs) And then they just realize that they have fucking 500 copies of the same damn game, and everyone already owns it because Nintendo just kept making it.
1: Yeah. And I'll be transparent, too. Like, if Ubisoft decided to do this for Rayman 1, 2, and 3, I'd fucking buy it.
0: I want that. Well, no, you actually want Assassin's Creed Vikings. I have no idea if the game came out. No,
1: no. Too bad. That's their. No, that's that's their new cash cow, buddy. Oh, no, I, I just want my re-release of Rayman Two. You know what? You're probably gonna get. You're gonna get Rayman with Rabbids. <sighs> Raving Rabbids was fun enough, but I want Rayman Two.
0: You're not going to get it. You're either going to get another Assassin's Creed game that's going to be remastered or you're going to get rabbits.
1: Okay. You get either or. You can't have Rayman. <laughs> well, is there anything else we want to touch up about this subject then?
0: I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not a big fan when it comes down to the Mario games. I guess I'm not a fan of platformers, mm-hmm. so I couldn't give a very big input into a lot of these games
1: yeah if yeah if you're not into it then yeah i I get it yeah Yeah.
0: but it's just nintendo has nintendo has always found out how to find that gold mine yeah so there's no reason for them to
1: fix what's not broken that's just the thing yeah all right, well, let's go ahead and wrap this up then. Guys, thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you like what we do, go to facebook.com slash media. Give us a like there. We also have Twitter, uh, Twitter at Media Arrogant. And as mentioned before, we have patreon.com slash media. Consider it. Just consider it. And until next time, fall damage.
0: Okay. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite
1: podcast app. Okay, bye.
0: Madcast Media Network.